You're listening to United on Wheels, the web's best podcast for active wheelchair users. Your host this week. My name is Barbara Cornblow. I'm a consultant with the United Spinal Association. United on Wheels, improving quality of life for wheelchair users one day at a time. Visit our website, www.unitedspinal.org. Hi, I want to welcome you all to United Spinal's podcast on employment matters um, and the pathway to return to employment. My name is Barbara Cornblow. I'm a consultant with United Spinal Association. My background, I'm an occupational therapist. I'm also an attorney. I happen to have a disability. It's not a spinal cord injury, um, but I do use a scooter so I can relate to some things, but obviously not everything. Uh, today, we have um, two guests, and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves, Steve and Brad. Um, so uh, who, wants to, who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. Um, my name is Brad Humpfner. Um, I am from central Wisconsin area, and I am a T4 complete spinal cord injury. Um, I I got my injury last year, um, February 2018, um, in a skiing accident. Okay. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. My name is Steve Harris. I'm 50 years old. I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, My injury is a a T9, T10, um, and it's from July 2016 where I had a herniated disc that had uh, broken apart and a piece had uh, punctured the spine. Okay. Um, so why don't we look at, um, after your accidents, um, how, or, or your injuries, I'm sorry, um, how long after your injury did you start thinking about returning to work? Um, Brad, do you want to start? You want to? Yeah. So right when I got injured um, back in February of last year, I spent a good month and a half in the hospital, um, in rehab and just trying to get better to make it home. Um, my goal was always to get back to work because I knew that I really needed that just to, to function. And so I didn't know exactly when, um, but I knew that, you know, I needed to get back. And so when I got home, I kind of tried to evaluate everything and, I had this goofy brace that I had to wear for three months on, and so I knew, well, I couldn't go back to work with that, and I knew that um, I kind of needed to get my driver's license again um, with hand controls put into my car before I could, you know, kind of get back to work. And so I worked towards that, um, and then once I got my driver's license back in that summer of 2018, I thought, well, let's see, what would be kind of a good time to um, get back to it? And so I kind of thought, oh, well, when the school year starts, kind of makes sense. And so um, September of 2018 is when I started um, back to work. So roughly about six to seven months, um, I got back to work after my injury. And Steve, how long did it take you to, um, how long after your experience with your, um, your spinal cord did you look at going back to work? Um, I would say, you know, um, it was just a few weeks into rehab that I was really, that I really wanted to get back to work. I was, you know, I was working very hard at rehab, but in my mind, that was my main goal was to get back to work. So I would say it was very quickly that I was looking into it. 
Um, you know, it was in July, so maybe August. Um, um, I was that was my main goal and my main drive during rehab was that I wanted to go back to work for many of the same reasons Brad was talking was that it was just um, something that I knew I needed to do for myself to to feel like I was um, getting back to a place where I was comfortable with what I was doing with my life. Did you have a uh, like a feeling a need to get back to your normal routine? Would you say that played into it? Yeah, that, that's part of it. Um, maybe to feel like it was sort of getting back to normal was to uh, part of that was to continue on with work. And um, I knew at the time during rehab that my normal routine was never <laughs> going to be what it was. You know, I was going to have a new normal in my life, and um, but I wanted that you know work to be a part of it, and it was all um, I was gearing myself in rehab to getting well enough to go home, but also well enough to function at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brad, did you see going back to work as part of routine for you that need to return to no- as much normalcy as possible in your daily yeah. life? Yeah. So when I first got injured, I started watching like a lot of YouTube videos of people who were paralyzed and, you know, just seeing how they live life and stuff. And um, one guy on there always said like, when you can find normalcy, you know, go for that because life becomes so abnormal um, from that point. And so you try as best as you can to try to find um, a lot of those familiar routines that you once had. And I think obviously <clears throat> work um, for both me and Steve, it sounds like, was something that was normal and something that you know, was part of our daily lives, so that was obviously very important. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your first steps in uh, the re- in, in approaching return to work? Um, Brad, do you want to maybe start with that? Yeah, so um, the boss that I have was very, very um, just awesome about, you know, whatever you need done, um, you know, I'll help you with that. And so what happened was I went – Um, I transferred offices um, from my old job um, with the same company, and what happened was they gave me a bigger office. They made sure that the bathrooms were accessible. Um, They made sure to check in and see how I was feeling all the time. Um, And then so I kind of started part-time just to kind of see, okay, how things were, because one of the big things when I returned to work was I was really tired really fast just because I wasn't used to um, living life in a wheelchair. And I often before that would take naps during the day and just rest quite a bit. Um, And so that was huge just to kind of take it slow and not rush into things. And then eventually um, after a couple months, I was full time and things kind of normaled out from what they used to be. But I think the biggest thing was just Taking it slow, being honest with my boss um, and my coworkers if I needed something, and just um, you know, kind of learning again how to get back into the workforce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Steve, you also went back to your previous job, uh, like Brad. Did. Could you tell us a little bit about um, how that happened and what your first steps were? Um, well, my first steps. Um well, when I was in rehab, my boss 
came to see me and I expressed my desire to come back to work as soon as I could. Um, they were very supportive from the beginning and um, as time would tell, they you know, were the, my work was extremely supportive all the way through. Um, the steps were the first thing I did was when in contact with my social worker, um, they got me in touch with vocational rehab and I started a process with them, um, which was very helpful to get things in place that I could function at home and be in a place where I could go back to work. Um, similar to Brad, I did start um, part-time at first. Um, I struggled with the uh, being tired all the time. A lot of that was um, the living life in the wheelchair, but also certain medications and things that just created um, my just being tired a lot. So going back part-time was really helpful in that respect. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a way to build up some sort of strength. And after I went full-time, it did take a little bit of, it took quite a while to get to a point where I was um, really functioning the way I wanted to be functioning at work for the entire day, but um, that my work was supportive through the whole thing. So it's mm -hmm. been a been a good That's experience. <clears throat> so it sounds like you both went back to your jobs and you were in a supportive environment. So maybe we could look at that a little bit more. Um, so the Americans with Disabilities Act, as you both learned, uh, requires employers to make reasonable accommodations for you in the workplace to enable you to do your job. So, um, Brad, maybe you mentioned a larger office. Um, were there any other accommodations that your employer made for you so that you could do your job? Yeah. So I work in an extra uh, bank building, and it's got like four different floors, and one of the things was there was no handicap um, buttons put in you know, just to kind of hit the door and um, the door automatically opens because most of the doors are pretty heavy. Um, I can open them, but obviously whenever a door opens by themselves, it's a lot easier for somebody who's in a wheelchair. And so um, my boss actually made sure that the building was up to code and that they installed one. Um, and at first there was kind of a little pushback about who's going to pay for it and whatnot, but um, then that all got worked out. And so that was just really helpful for me just to know that, you know, when I go into work, I've got a button that I can always push in the door because I'm always wheeling with a bunch of stuff on my lap coming in. And then, you know, when I go to the bathroom, I've got the button there too um, where I can just open it um, to go in or to go out. And so that was just a big accommodation um, for me that I found really useful and like you mentioned as well the bigger office so i have more room um to wheel around and more room to you know get my legs under and a big desk and whatnot um and so those things were really helpful mm -hmm. that's great and you know ironically the uh the button at the door all of that stuff if it's in a bank building by law they should be doing that anyway because it's a place of public accommodation so right. um you know, it, they're required to do it not just for you, but for the public that comes to the bank. <laughs> so that's kind Absolutely. of, um, you know, ironic that uh, you had an accident and you made it accessible for everyone that should have been accessible for everyone 20 years ago or more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, 
so let's see, uh, Steve, what about what kind of accommodations did you have at work, and can you tell us how that happened? Okay. Um, when, I, when I was thinking of going back to work, again, I was working with vocational rehab, and they had set up a, uh, a OT to come in and do a workplace evaluation, basically. And they, they showed up, and we toured the station. We toured my work areas, um, many of the places that I would need to access, including bathrooms and other things. And they made some suggestions, and the company took those. And most of those were um, similar things. They didn't have um, access as far as automatic doors, so they installed automatic doors in the um, entryways that I would be using. They installed automatic doors on the floor of the, the bathroom on the floor that I work, both bathrooms, not just the men's. And then um, when in my workplace, my work desk, they made into a, like an adjustable desk so I could kind of put it at the side, you know, size that I needed. And in my, in another one of my work areas, they extended the desk up just a little bit and put in some, mm -hmm. some hand button controls for something that I would have used my feet for. Um, we had a, a little timer thing that I would use my feet for. So I had to change that for my hand control, for like a hand button control. Mm -hmm. Eventually, um, one of the problems, one of the things that I had kind of asked about was a way to get off my chair for a while and they ended up in a conversation with them and I was kind of surprised that they, they did this, but they built a, a little, um, like a therapy mat for me so I could um, offload from my chair for a while, which was, it's been oh, very great. helpful. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of went a little above and beyond. Yeah, I, th I think, I felt that they did and um, I think the reaction from people that are in your business, the therapy business, I get a lot of like, wow, sort of things yeah. when I talk, <laughs> talk about what they have done um, in accommodating for me. So, mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of the nice things is that, it, you know, it seems like you were both very valued employees. Um, and, you know, you, you go to work, you do your job, and you become a valued employee. You have an accident. And, um, or an injury, and they want you to come back, and they're willing to work with you. And I think both of you um, show that. So, could you tell us, Steve, a little bit about what what kind of what your job was or is? What, you know, what kind of work do you do? Okay, uh, I work at a television station here in St. Louis, and I've been doing it for 25 years or so. Where I, I'm a television director, so I direct television newscasts. Um, so it, it's more of a desk job, but it, you know, I have basically two work areas, one in the newsroom where I'm helping to put together the newscast, um, as far as the technical side of it. And, and then I move into the control room where I work during the newscast, um, behind the scenes, kind of helping guide the technical aspect of the newscast. Um, so it's more of a technical job and, um, there's been some things that I can't do that I could before, um, just because of the, the, um, you know, positioning of it or, you know, the access. Um, but most of everything that I've done in the past, I'm able to do now. So, um, basically that's my job. And, okay. 
And when there's something that you can't do, is there someone that you talk to to work, try and work out a different way to do it, or what happens in those situations? Well, I mean, there's some of the things that I'm talking about are just things that I won't be able to do because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, in the past, you know, if something were to be wrong with the lighting system, I would, you know, get out a ladder, climb the ladder, help adjust lights or whatever. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So, right, um, but your employer's okay with that, and you have yes, you figured yes. out a way around that. And- yeah, well, there's other people that can help in those situations. So it's like I said, it was a very small portion of something that I might do. Um, mm-hmm in the past, but it's it's not been an issue as far as my work moving forward. I'm able to do the you know, 95% of what I could do before. So mm-hmm. That's great. Um, Brad, could you tell us about your job and, and how, you know, sort of what you're able to do? Is there anything that you um, have figured out workarounds? Um, great. Yeah. So um, I do case management. Um, type of work for a program of the state's um, food share program. And so basically, if somebody's on government assistance getting food stamps, um, they get referred to us and we kind of help them go back to work or um, go back to school and kind of achieve the goals that they um, want to achieve. And so as far as um, difficulty with things, you know, I really can do what I could do before because it is mainly a desk job and I'm mainly meeting with clients throughout the day and whatnot. But um, mm-hmm. there were definitely things that became a little bit more difficult. For example, if I'm running like a group orientation in our conference room um, and I have a bunch of paperwork that I need to make copies with, you know, I'm kind of putting uh, those all yeah. in the lab. <laughs> kind of balancing while I'm wheeling and it works but sometimes it's just a little bit more difficult um the same with you know sometimes I'll be my spasms will be really bad and so my legs will be cramping up when I'm trying to like wheel out the door and so there's just kind of little things it's nothing major um that I haven't been able to do or just even you know coming in with a client and just asking them to kind of shut my door mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when we go into the room. It just makes things a little bit easier. And so it's not really things that, like I said, are too difficult, but just little things that you kind of have to tweak and figure out um, throughout the day, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of useful um, mm-hmm. to have other coworkers around you too, because there'll be times where I'll drop something under my desk that I can't reach and just, be like, oh, can you help me kind of grab that um, or something like that is mm-hmm. kind of the major things. But Now, you mentioned, you know, people helping you. Who helped you the most in your quest to return to work or to um, return to as, your routine? As far as people in my life? Yeah, either people at work, people in your life someone from the R, employer, you know, who, who would you say helped you the most to return to your routine to work? Yeah, so I think it would be a combination of people in that. So um, obviously my employer and a bunch of um, my coworkers came to see me in the hospital and were very supportive along the way. 
um, you know, saying whenever you need to come back, you know, your job's still here for you, you know, we miss That's you, great. things like that. So that was really supportive. And then as far as just getting back to work, um, I moved home actually for a while and had my mom and my girlfriend at that time um, caregive for me and just kind of do a lot of the things um, that I couldn't do at that time that I can do now kind of prepare me to get back to work and to be able to live on my own and do things that I um, couldn't do when I was first injured. So I would say that it was kind of a combination of people in helping me return back to work. And I think it would have been very difficult if I wouldn't have had a supportive boss, if I wouldn't have had, um, you know, my girlfriend at that time and my parents kind of helping me get back to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, how about you? Who helped you the most in your quest to return to your normal routine? Well, uh, I'll, I'll start at home with my wife. Um, she's been my caregiver, helping me do some of the things that I've needed to learn to do over time. But also, at first, I wasn't driving right away, so she was um, driving. We didn't even have it set up for a while for me to drive, so she was driving me into work and picking me up and um, just been helping with all the little things that that I need to help get ready to work. Um, At work, it was a combination of just um, a lot of my coworkers, you know, be willing to help. Um, in any situation that I need help in, um, whether it's, you know, like, like Brad said, dropping something or, you know, hey, do you need me to do this or do that? Um, and the management staff just supporting me through the whole thing. And then um, the vocational rehab contacts that I had here um, through the OT that helped and um through the main contact that I had. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they provided really, they did end up, you know, converting the van and, you know, converting my bathroom and some things that really made it a lot easier to participate in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, were you discouraged along the way at all, uh, Steve? Um, yes. I mean, there's been times process after I started full-time where I was like, I don't know know if I can continue this. How long? I'm so tired. And uh, the the Monday through Friday uh, routine can be, by the time you get Friday, you're just extremely exhausted because everything is geared towards you getting to work, but you're also throwing in, if you're continuing to do therapy during the day, um, you know, going to numerous doctor's appointments. I have, you know, lots of doctor's appointments that I still have to make. So adding all that into the daily routine by some there's some days by the time you get to work you're already tired. So there's there's times where you're discouraged and well as like how how long can I continue this? You know, I'm I'm a, a little older than Brad, so I, you know, it's not quite as energetic as I used to, used to be. Um, so that yeah, there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's just you know putting your head down and trying to you know just get through every day. Mm-hmm. 
And Fred, um, what about you? Were you discouraged along the way? So my discourage wasn't so much in being at work. Um, it was more um, kind of things in my personal life and dealing with being in a wheelchair and doing a lot of things that I couldn't do. Um, um, but as far as work goes, I knew that I always needed work to continue and, you know, having a purpose and continue, you know, contributing to society and whatnot. Um, cause I knew like sitting at home for me and just based on who I am and what my life has always been like would just not fulfill me at all. So I had to, um, go back and I've always, this is my first, you know, professional type of job out of college and I've really enjoyed it, um, being able to help people in different ways. And, and so I think it, in a lot of it gave ways, you purpose. Gave me, it sounds like work, work gave you purpose. Yeah, it gave me purpose, and it gave me also a different perspective um, on the clients that I work with, because a lot of clients that I work with are really struggling in all different areas of their life. Um, and so not that any situation ever was the same in relation, but it would give me, you know, a better understanding being like, okay, I know how – um, you are, I know what kind of things that you are going through with depression because I went through a lot of depression through this. And so it did give me a different perspective um, that I wouldn't have had if, if I never would have been injured. So, so um, what tips do you have, Brad, for other people who are, um, you know, in, in a similar situation, who are contemplating going back to work after a spinal cord injury. Right. So, obviously, in my situation, um, I, I got my old job back, and so I know I realize like every situation um, isn't that. But my recommendation would be, you know, I know that there are a lot of um, grants and things like that to go back to school if you have a spinal cord injury and to, you know, go into something that you would really love to do. Um, because I think a lot of the time there's a lot of things that you're not going to be able to do or exactly do them like you used to, at least. Um, and so you're really going to want to love what you want to do during the day, you know. And so I think it's very important to try and find whatever it is that you are interested in and try to find that in a career during your day so that you can have purpose and you can feel valued and you can have that social aspect that everybody needs um, just to get through your days because I think it's very difficult to maintain um, a healthy mindset if you're not, um, you know, working or at least, um, you know, spending a good portion of your day around others or in a social environment. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can go, it sounds like what you're saying is if you can go back to your job, then um, do it. And if not, to look for something that's your passion. Is that, would that be right. If you enjoy, yeah. if you enjoy what you're doing, um, I would say definitely go back to that. Um, but if, you know, you were doing something 
and you can't go back to that because of your injury, then I would definitely try to go back to school, figure it out what you can do and what you would like to do, um, and pursue that because I definitely think um, it's, it's going to be worth it to find something that you really enjoy doing um, that you spend, you know, a lot of your life, whether you're injured or not. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, do you have tips for people that want to go back, you know, the going back to work process after an injury? Yeah, I would say first, you know, take it slow. Um, take care of yourself as much as you can before you go back to work. Um, definitely contact any any sort of um, state agencies. For me, it was vocational rehab that may be able to help you in that process. Um, you know, they can help you if you're going back to your own job or a job that you were doing or if you're needing to find some other sort of employment. Um, they have many contacts and resources for that. So look into that. Um, and just take it slow. Don't, you know, don't rush back. I kind of rushed back, but I, you know, um, like I said, take care of yourself. Make things, make sure things are, uh, good for you and that you're functioning the way you want to function. And that way when you return to work, you'll be able to be that much more effective and, um, do your job. That, that whatever you go back doing um, to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, well, I want to thank you for joining us today, and um, I want to thank Steve and Brad for sharing their stories with us. I think they've given us an interesting perspective of um, going back to work, going back to your your own job um, after a spinal cord injury, some good tips, and uh, to not be discouraged. That uh, You know, there are discouraging moments along the way, but that employers are willing to work with you and make accommodations. Vocational rehabilitation is out there to help you, um, and you can do this. And I think we've seen two really good examples from Steve and Brad on how to go back to work after an injury. I want to thank you both for um, sharing your story. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. United Spinal is a founding member of the Secure Work Coalition. The Secure Work Coalition aims to protect and improve work incentive and benefits counseling programs within Social Security, such as Ticket to Work, TTW, that help beneficiaries of Social Security disability programs return to work. Coalition members, including disability advocacy and employment services organizations, provide return-to-work assistance and benefits counseling for the disability community. Find us on Facebook at Secure Work Coalition. United Spinal's Pathways to Employment program is supported by the generous contributions of Coca-Cola, Verizon, Genentech, and also. You're listening to United on Wheels, the web's best podcast for active wheelchair users. Visit our website, www.unitedspinal.org. Follow United Spinal Association on Facebook. Connect with United Spinal on Twitter via United Spinal. United on wheels. Rolling on by.